0: This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Design Cast Podcast, the podcast for design and STEAM educators.
1: Hello, and welcome to DesignCast, a podcast where I interview a wide range of excellent guests in design and STEAM education to get their unique perspectives. My name is Jason Regan, and I use my 20 plus years of experience as a design educator to dig deep into complex issues. This podcast has one simple mission, to create a community of people around the world that are interested in design and STEAM education. Each episode, I chat with guests from all corners of the design world from classroom teachers to authors and even to educational consultants. We discuss a wide range of topics that we feel are relevant today. I do want to ask you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, or download from your favorite podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by listeners that might not find it otherwise. Also, it helps me to continually define the direction of future guests and episodes. Feel free to drop by my website, www.jasonreagan.ga, to leave me a comment or to sign up to be considered as a future guest on future episodes. Also, don't forget to stop by Anchor and leave me a voice clip that could even end up in an upcoming show. Thanks for listening, so let's get to it. this episode of DesignCast, I am honored to welcome back three-time guest and all-around good guy, David McMahon. David is the head of design at the Overseas School of Colombo, Sri Lanka. He and I work together in China, and our discussion is lively and full of laughs. I know that you will find a lot of value as you listen to Dave describe his current educational situation and as he talks about his podcast also dave's wife anna was the intro voice of the first two seasons of this podcast so it is only fitting to have her introduce the episode so anna take it away welcome to design jason reagan will guide you through the myp design course like a pro stay tuned <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Design Cast, and it is absolute pleasure to have David McMahon on today. David, how are you today? I'm good, man. How are you? I am. I'm great. I'm talking to you, man. Nothing could be better than talking to you. So <laughs> Dave, thanks so much for agreeing to chat with me. And so um, everyone should know who you are, but if they don't know who you are, can you sort of introduce yourself and, and talk about your journey into becoming an educator?
0: Yeah, I've probably got one of the most vanilla stories of getting into teaching, I think, of anyone, but kind of working backwards, I'm currently the head of design at the Overseas School of Colombo, which is the only IB international school in in Sri Lanka. I was working in Asia now for nearly nearly eight years, Uh, started out in the UK, that was my first real gig as a teacher, moved to China, and now I'm here, so I think this is my 11th year teaching altogether. I remember being in secondary school or high school and just being pretty with it when it came to design sort of subjects. Uh, in Ireland, we've got about five subjects, which you could kind of call design, and they're all separated out. So my, my teacher for engineering was always like, can you help that guy? Can you help that guy? And uh, I really enjoyed helping them, uh, as well as just being pretty good at the subject itself. So that kind of steered me in the direction of wanting to be a teacher actually first applied to be a primary school elementary school teacher but uh didn't study hard enough so i got turfed into the secondary school program and found my way into the uh what it was at the time engineering and technology teaching program and that was awesome worked my way through that undergrad course and that was around the time of the economic crash so everyone got out of dodge and and left Ireland in a hurry. So I headed over to London, had really four really good years in, in a school in East London there and decided London was way too expensive. So went on the road again out to China and that's where I met your good self, Jason.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I wouldn't call me a good self, but I appreciate you being uh, so kind. Yeah. So yeah, we met, oh gosh, it's been many years ago now, David, Uh, six years ago, maybe six. Yeah. And so we had an opportunity to work together, which was fantastic. And I love your, your spirit and creativity. And you're one of the best sketchers I've ever met. (laughs) And I'm not talking about shoes. I'm talking about your, (laughs) your sketching ability and your, your handwriting is really impeccable. Like I think that people could model books after the way that you do your your whole process. So you did that for many years, I assume in school.
0: Yeah, we actually, it's, it's, it's funny in Ireland. They really still bang on about those, those old school skills. Like I was saying all those technical subjects. So I would have done technical drawing and, and design graphics as a full four or five hour a week subject uh, in high school. So that was really nailed into me. And then when I went into the education course at university of Limerick, we actually had a an explicit. I'm not sure it was a couple of weeks long course in in drawing and writing on the whiteboard and drawing and writing on the blackboard. We we were even using chalk at that time, and yeah, we were really told like yeah, it's it's super important that you're modelling these good skills up on a wall as 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 good as you'd expect the students to do them in their in their work. So that was something I just sort of really felt was important and practiced and practiced and it's uh. It's something I think if you can if you can write clearly and sketch clearly up on a up on a whiteboard or or even digitally now, uh, students are going to think, oh, well, I better do it that well, too. And they might try to emulate that.
1: Totally, man. And I think it's a lost art. I think even doing architectural lettering. When I was in high school, we used to have to architecturally, you know, we had to practice our handwriting for any architectural engineering drawing. It's great for the first three or four letters for me, and then I lose patience. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate yeah. when someone has such patience to put together such good work, and so you should be commended for that. So well done, Mister McMahon. Yeah.
0: Of no course, <laughs> it's a funny one actually. I, for a good few years there, I think it was it was going back the other way where it was nobody was appreciating drawing and sketching uh, until. Uh, Mr. Jobs came out with the iPad and the pencil, especially. And now I find myself actually sketching more and doing more sort of CAD work uh, with a pencil, with the, the digital pencil, than I would actually with a mouse now. So it I think it's actually going back the other way.
1: You're right, man, and and that was great. Thanks for that. And actually, what I was just going to say was just talk a little bit more about sort of our journey and and the time we had working together. We worked in a a rather large international school in China with uh, a I feel like a pretty robust design program with lots of different offerings for students, which we don't always find in international schools or even in any school really. Uh, but I mean, it was it was a pretty good layout. And so I left, um, four years ago and you just left last year. Is that right? So how long were you at that school?
0: I was there for four years. Yeah. That was a, Mm -hmm. that was a pretty good school. Yeah. Um, I picked a great time to leave. I feel as well, right in the middle of a global (laughs) (laughs) pandemic, I decided to move countries, but yeah, it it was good.
1: the, The pandemic, you know, I mean, at some point, you just have to kind of get on with it, I guess. And yes, it's been horrible. I think some good things have come out of it. I think that hopefully education will change for the better. But, you know, tell me about that process of you guys, because your wife's a teacher too. What was that like leaving yeah, well, leaving China yeah. and going to Sri Lanka?
0: Yeah, it's funny, actually. Um, well, my wife actually left. She left teaching um, since well, just after you left the uh, left China. And she's now uh, in the process of uh, studying to become a well-being psychologist and coach. So I think the process of moving countries in the middle of a pandemic has given her an awful lot of material to to research and study on people's well-being and how the, the process of, of working from home, isolation and all that has affected people's psychological states. So there's definitely... I think I'm a case study for her at this stage. <laughs> and being stuck <laughs> in four walls is going to affect your your well-being and mental health.
1: Let's be honest, Dave. Anyone who knows you before the pandemic knows you were already a good case study.
0: Many, many <laughs> reams of books have been written about the, the inner workings of my mind, I'm sure.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. So so she's not actually teaching at the moment, then, is she?
0: No, she okay. is, is working freelance and probably will do a little bit of work in education, but is starting to branch out into other fields.
1: Very cool. Yeah, and if anyone's been a long-time listener to the podcast, she has a part to play in that as well yes, as indeed, she did the yeah. very very first introduction voiceover for Designcast. And so, uh that was good that she cuz she used to do some radio work too, didn't she?
0: Yeah, she was a national radio host back oh, many moons ago, uh, back in Ireland. Mm. If any Irish listeners might uh, might recognize her voice, if you go back to episode one.
1: Yes, I think probably people will. I might even, just for old time's sake, be on this part of this podcast, <laughs> just Brilliant. so that we can... I have another little gem in there that I can add of yours, um, so we can oh, dear. <laughs> throw that in there as well. But you were on the first episode, you were also on the episode where we we're talking about drones, which I think was episode 12 or 13, I I, I think. And um, so you were actually my first three-time guest. And so well done, David.
0: I get a loyalty card or something. You, you I get, get a-, a punch
1: card. You do two more and you'll get a free half-foot sub, uh, which
0: works <laughs> out.
1: So, <laughs> Jersey Mike's. So, <laughs> so so David, moving on, tell me about your new school. So you're the only Ivy school in Sri Lanka?
0: Yes, the British education system is huge here um, because of, I don't know, empire. And so we are probably the oldest, one of the oldest international schools, if not the oldest in Asia. I think we're 60 plus years old. And it was the, originally the overseas children's school and has evolved over the years into a, into probably one of the biggest little schools around. Uh, really, really small uh, staff and, and student body. I think our graduating class is about 20 this year um, but but really does punch above its weight
1: before we even really started you were talking about being you know locked down it's hard to connect with students what's the situation like there for you guys you're locked down now but is there any end in sight as far as that goes
0: we're we've been back and forth i think well i started working for the school back in august and i had three maybe four weeks of face-to-face teaching which has been hilarious uh, but we've been in and out of lockdowns ever since probably October. Uh, numbers keep going up, things get better, things get worse. We go back and forth. But the school has been really good at delivering a consistent distance learning program. They've given us pretty much everything we need at home, mm-hmm. and uh, students have been awesome. They've been really resilient, and I think they're just they're interested in design itself. They're interested in in getting active, getting off their computers. So we've been. I, th- I think this week one of the students told me they don't have any trash left in their house because <laughs> they've used it all for making stuff so <laughs> it's been pretty pretty hands-on it's been good
1: <laughs> that's great man I mean that's one upside to that so that's that's awesome and so you know so what has been the biggest difference for you I know it's really hard to judge but what's been the biggest difference for you moving from China where we mentioned it was a pretty you know, well-resourced space with a lot. I mean, we had what, two cooking labs, and, you know. Yeah, it's um, awesome. Graphic spaces and, and whatnot. What's it been like to move to a space that's not only in transition, but much smaller? And then, of course, I know you've been in a lockdown, but, you know, what's what's the difference? What's it been like?
0: It's been, yeah, it's certainly been a, uh, there's been a transition period for me. I think going from a department of, I think it was six teachers at its peak to... Mm. To just myself and one other person who's been awesome and really supportive. I suppose you're you're trying to take on a lot of the stuff yourself where you might have delegated in the past. And you're also probably dealing with systems that I've carried over from China that are built for, are built for different scenarios where you're I might have a, an assessment system which is built for 200 plus students where now I have 50 or 60. So I, mm. I can afford to to take my time and be far more personable with. With students, whereas I might just have to churn through them before. Right. Uh, in terms of resources, though, you're you are starting from scratch. You are scrambling around to see what you can get, and Sri Lanka is not exactly uh, as e-commerce savvy as, mm. say, Korea or China or mainland Europe, maybe. So we're we're having to go to local suppliers, a lot of yeah. wheeling and dealing, and, mm-hmm. and that's been difficult with the on but We're getting yeah. there, and uh, I think like everywhere, there's once you get used to the systems and the way of doing things, you can get a lot done.
1: Great. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, that sounds like it, you know, like you said, it was probably a good time to try something new, you know, and hopefully you'll be able to, when things get back to normal, I guess you, I hate to use the term, get back to normal, but when things start to (laughs) normalize somewhat, maybe you'll be able to get out and about and do some things. And it is nice to speak to these, the local providers of things, services and goods, because you really get to know the culture. You really get to know how the logistics of a place work and my first few years in china way back when probably before you were born david um <laughs> we we're, we're like that where we had to actually have people work out getting these things in person um yeah and so i'm sure a lot of listeners who have been longtime design teachers would be able to empathize and sympathize with that um that, that that's how it was but so that's awesome so what are you excited about what's uh what's it look like what do you see three five years from now
0: well, as I say, we're we're looking forward to in the short term, sort of just seeing what what we can do in these new spaces and and getting getting students accustomed to what they can do in design, showing them all the stuff they can. I'm a big advocate of like having everything out and on display, and and, and kids pointing at stuff and going, "What's that? What can I do with it?" So we're going to build the course slowly but surely. But I suppose three or f- three or four years down the line, we'll be looking at uh, having a diploma high school course maybe even an alternative course for students who may not want to do the diploma, which is quite academic and might not suit everybody. And Mm. uh, building up in the other direction, then down into kindergarten, all the way down into early years, get them making stuff, craft, makerspace, building that program as well. Mm -hmm. So that's the, we're now a middle school only program. So we're going to try and expand in all directions and infest and, Creep sure. into places.
1: That's what you have to do, man. That's, it. <laughs> That's what you have to do. So you mentioned the makerspace. Uh, is there not been a makerspace before this?
0: There was. It was uh, kind of tucked away in a small room. Um, mm. Really, really cool resources. Um, but we're trying to go with more of a library model where stuff can be checked in and out. And it's mm. a, a free space where it's like a bookable space where people can come in and use it without having to have a design specialist there on, on site. Mm. So we're trying to empower the, the elementary school teachers to come in. And, uh, I think I had scoped out a time this month before we got locked down where there was going to be a, a training on the 3d printer or training on this, that, and the other, and just getting them up to speed with the, 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 tools and equipment so that they can take lessons themselves and not have to, not have to have me hold hold a student's hand through every little process.
1: Mm. Yeah. I'm with you, man. That sounds good. I mean, obviously when you're in a smaller environment like that, there is a need for people to have multiple hats. And so mm-hmm. probably it's good that you are having a lot of other people, you know, cause if you, if you can convince the people who are helping you how great and beneficial these things are, then they're going to also try to convince other people, you know? And so before you know it, everybody, they, you build momentum. So that's, that's awesome, David. So, okay. So I want to give you a chance to talk about your podcast. So Dave, can you tell us a little bit about the podcast that you started?
0: Yeah, we, um, we started a podcast myself and a guy called Jesse Donnelly also featured on design cast a couple of times. (laughs) We were, we were, we've spent a lot a lot of time listening to podcasts over the last year. I think everyone has, and we were kind of seeing like, Oh, some real good professional sounding podcasts here, and we can throw our hat in the ring and and have a bit of a lighthearted look at the the different the different elements of design, design education. That so we uh, we came up with the Learning Factory podcast, and it's been going for twelve thirteen episodes now, and uh, we've just been having a laugh and 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 a good chat. I think the model we tried to create was if you were uh, having a drink with a couple of mates who were also design teachers, what would you talk about? And no sort of, no, no pomp and circumstance about it, just uh, <laughs> getting down to business and talking. And we've had some funny episodes. We've had some good guests on talking about different things other than design. Mm-hmm. But it's just been a lot of fun and a big learning experience for me. I can I can really appreciate where you were when this all started and we were we were kind of uh, <laughs> watching you go through the early episodes. And, and yeah. I can now appreciate how difficult it is to kick it off the ground. Y-
1: yes, but it's very worthwhile, like you said. It's been Definitely quite therapeutic for me. I've said this over and over that, uh, you know, if people, other people enjoying it, great. If other people finding value, great for me, it's those conversations and and talking to people and learning about things has been just a great distraction for what's going on around us because this world is, it's so different right now than it was 18 months ago. And, you know, being able to talk to people about that. So that's great that you guys have had, you know, a a way to sort of have an out creative outlet to talk to that. And of course, listen to Jesse. I don't know how creative outlet it has been, but it's been a creative (laughs) outlet for you. (laughs) Yeah. It's
0: been, it's been good because as I say, like I'm the only design teacher or there's, there's two design teachers in the, in the IB circuit on the whole Island. So it's, it's kind of built with the mindset of, well, if you're the only teacher in your school, you can, you can tune in and have a, have a chat Mm -hmm. as if you were sitting in the staff room, having a chat with, your colleagues as well. So it's been a great help for me to talk stuff over as I've been looking to develop stuff and same list to design cast, listen to all the other ed tech mm. podcasts out there and you're getting ideas constantly and just having a chance to mull them over with someone else is really beneficial.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm giving Jesse a hard time, but he's a great guy and I think having he deserves a chance to
0: talk to him Is
1: he does. He deserves every bit of it that
0: you can give him.
1: So, so tell me this, what is a book that everyone should stop right now and read?
0: Design book, probably Built by Dad, is a great book. I can't think of the author. That's okay, uh, I can find uh, it. Yeah, Built by Dad is a great one. Or uh, one of my all-time favorite sort of design books to have in the classroom was uh, Thing Explainer by Randall mm-hmm. Monroe. I think everyone's got a copy of that at this stage. Just an awesome way of sort of democratizing all the technical lingo that goes along with engineering and design and making it slightly more mm-hmm. down-to-earth for for students and for teachers as well. So the, the two of those are cool. real favorites of mine.
1: I'll make sure to put those in there in the Goodreads list that I've been using for all the guests and I'll pop those up there. I love the thing explainer you and you expose me to that. And I appreciate that because it's a really, really good one. Um, mm-hmm. It's really fun to go through that with, especially for kids that can look at things and ESL students and whatnot can really benefit from having something that's really broken down in that way. And so one other question for you, Dave, if there's one thing about teaching design, you could change, just could be anything. What would it be?
0: Ooh, I'd probably try to, I'd probably try and magic wand and and change a lot of people's perception of design from Mm -hmm. being the, the noisy boys sort of subject into (laughs) what it probably (laughs) should be is more of a I think people dismiss it because it's not academic or it's not this or it's not that. Or they try and mix it up in with the arts uh, rather than letting it stand out on its own. So I think if we could wipe everyone's memories with one of those, you know, men mm, in black sort of absolutely pens and and, mm. and just sit them down and tell them what design education is all about, that'd be awesome. So I think I don't ask for much really, do I?
1: No, no, not, not much at all. I think, though, to be honest with you. I actually think what you're talking about is starting to come true because I think people are seeing the academic side and the academic rigor that exists in yep. the crossroads that we call design. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm glad to hear you say it. I would say that I would hold that same banner up and say the same thing. And that is that is awesome, Dave. So listen, a couple things. How do people listen to your podcast if they want to have a listen?
0: Well, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Acast, uh, everywhere pods are cast. Uh, just search for The Learning Factory. And we're also on Twitter at uh, TLF underscore tweet. If you want to tweet at us.
1: underscore tweet. I'll have to make sure. I think I follow you, but I'll make sure that I get added to that. And then how did awesome. people just get in touch with you directly to see all the good work that you're doing, Dave?
0: Uh, I have a ridiculously long Twitter name, which is uh two d two spelled out uh because i'm I'm obviously terrible at finding catchy handles on Twitter. I got to the party too late unlike yourself uh so Uh, yeah if you want to search for me on twitter i think if you search my name i come straight up but that's a mixture of nonsense and pictures inside my very messy classroom
1: (laughs) i'll make sure to include that dave in the show notes so that people can get in touch with you but man this has been great talking with you it's been it's been so good to connect and again congratulations on being the first three-time guest to design (laughs) cast and so this is actually though this is actually the first time it's just been me and you. So, true. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's that's, been good. Yeah. It's been good. And so, listen, Dave, I really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. I cannot say enough good things about the Learning Factory. And so, people go check it out. Um, it is a couple of um, loud boys, as you call them, noisy boys having a, having a chat. And so, just keep that in mind. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it might not be as professional sounding, but it certainly is informative.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it, Dave. Thanks so much.
0: All right. Cheers. (laughs) This is the IBE World Service. Oh, my God. (laughs)
1: I hope you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. I'm Jason, your host, and I produced and created this podcast. If you have any input, I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you again really soon.